Hey everybody, welcome back to the 321 Endurance Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Wiley, and this is a show where I have the opportunity to speak to all sorts of inspirational and interesting endurance athletes from all over the world. Uh, today's show is brought to you by BocoGear.com. BocoGear has the best hats and running accessories that money can buy. I don't look good in a hat, but I look good in a BocoGear hat. And I think you might too. So we have a great guest for you today. This is actually a gentleman who I met personally on the race course at various different races throughout the East Coast from Spartans to High Rocks and everything in between. Um, so super excited to have him on. Uh, Nick Lovendusky. Nick, how are you? Hey, Pat. Very good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for coming. Nick, you're from New Jersey, right? Yes, sir. Awesome. And uh, how long have you been involved in endurance sports? Uh, I would say it's only been like three years, three okay, or four so, years. Yeah. So, so about the same as me. I mean, I'm about, about to be 34 in a couple months. Um, I started when I was 30. Um, uh, it, it was a little bit of a crisis for me, I guess, uh, you know, health wise, uh, you know, what am I doing with my life? You know, I'm turning 30, a new decade. It got to get into, yeah. get into fitness, get into something. Um, but what was it for you that got you excited about endurance sports? Uh, I don't know if I call it excitement because I am the typical person who says I hate running <laughs> and my workouts show that I only run a couple miles a week. If that, mm -hmm. uh, I was just kind of thrown into it because my brothers got me a Spartan race, um, pass for, for, um, <laughs> for, for Christmas or whatever. <laughs> Sorry, Pat. Uh, so they got me this past, and uh, I was like, "Well, I'm not going to do it by myself." So we look it up. We get the they get me the beast in Vernon, uh, New Jersey. It's April 28th, and it's kind of cold, and we're not no, we're not really sure what to expect. So we're on the bus there because you got to park uh, like a couple miles away, then they bus you to it. Mm -hmm. uh, so. <laughs> So we're on the bus there. We're starting looking up what what is the beast? We don't. We, no one knows. We don't know. We never done one. Uh, they're not that in shape. They could be in good shape if they they trained a little bit more. So we're looking it up. There, and like it's it's this many miles. It's thirty two obstacles. It's it's cold out. We got to do a cold plunge. Uh, so we're on the bus. We're like, oh no, this isn't gonna be good. No one's ready for this. And then all I did was lift. So we get there and it's a it's like a monsoon and they're like yeah as long as there's no lightning you're good to go. We get like halfway through the course and they cancel the race or they they put it us on a four hour delay. Uh, so we have to run back to the bottom of the mountain and wait four hours. So lo and behold, I have never ran that far in my life. I think we're like eight nine miles in. You're getting cold. We didn't bring anything. We don't have like a dry bag, you know, we, don't, we had no, no supplies. So we're sitting there getting cold and they, they tell us, Oh, go start the race again. So you got to go run to the point back to where you are and then come back down. It was, it was pretty brutal. My God. That, <laughs> I mean, first of all, so if people don't know the distances of Spartan races, at, at least back then they, they call them Spartan miles, right? So it, the Spartan beast would be supposedly a half marathon, but usually ends up being about 15 or 16 miles. So I'd imagine yeah. your, your total miles with having to run back up and down that mountain was, was upwards of 16, 17 miles for a beast for your first race. That's insane. Yeah. So that looks good on my, uh, what is it? The chrono track. 
Uh, yeah. Why did it take you seven hours to complete a race? Well, there you go. There, there you go. That's too funny. Wow. I've never uh, been involved in a Spartan where they've actually delayed it halfway through. I think if they did that, I would have been on the bus back home and <laughs> would have kept driving, but you stuck with it. Um, and that's uh, that's too funny. I can't believe you guys did that for your first race. Yeah, for the first um, race. It was, it, was, it was intense. Yeah. And so how long how, how long ago was that? Um compared to when we met i know we you and i met in 2019 i think in what was it that upstate new york uh um, that might have been one year after that was one year after okay yeah yeah so that that was a fun race um and then you've also from spartans you also got involved in high rocks as well tell me about yeah, that and i would like to thank you for that i saw your your workouts online and i'm like what are you doing with a sled why are you in a parking lot and what is a high rocks why is there a y and an x in the same word I, I didn't know what you were training for and you're like yeah Yo, you gotta check this out checked it out i think uh we were like a couple weeks away from it at that point maybe it was like november and i saw you started to post stuff in october yeah and i was like when they just signed up i did a partner race with my uh one of my best friends and he didn't know what it was but he's like yo i look sweet <laughs> <laughs> with all with all, he'll like, I'll get a good pump and we'll look sweet. I'm like, yeah, we could do it. There you go. It'd be good for the gram. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, no, it's so we went through that pretty good. I think we did the the not the pro, just the men's division. Mm -hmm. And that was a that was a shocker, but I'm like, this is much more fun than a Spartan. I mean, I like the Spartan races, but uh I'm not the typical runner. So the lifting right. in between was was a nice little little break and yeah i like how they have that you know that balance between functional fitness and and running like thank god the run is only you know uh 0.6 k or whatever it is um you know high rocks to me is like a, a one hour heart attack like it's just go yeah. as fast as you can for an hour uh it, instead of being on a mountain for seven hours right <laughs> yeah but i gotta tell you the the high rock i did i just had two i went back to back events on weekends, mm -hmm. I did a High Rocks Pro, which I, I did. I mean, on your standards, probably didn't do that well, but for me, I, I beat my time by seven minutes. Oh, that's uh, awesome! From June to now, uh, I took off seven minutes, so that was that was pretty cool. Mm. But as hard as the High Rocks is, I got my butt kicked on a three-event workout. It was called Battle Under the Dome. It was three different workouts that only lasted three minutes ish with 10 minutes in between. And I've never been in more pain in my life after the wow. first event. Yeah. Was it all functional fitness stuff? Yeah. It was carrying a, a wheelbarrow, uh, a salt bike, which I, I was very happy to see a uh, rower, you know, box jumps, that kind of thing. Nice. And you know, you're doing a lot of that stuff in, in your home gym. Uh, you have a pretty sweet build out there. Um, you know, tell me about the home gym. Give me a, give give me a verbal tour of the home gym. Oh, no, it's, I don't even know where, it, how it even came about. Cause I think I got tired of doing stuff at, uh, at like public gyms, like, uh, like a little weird. You, you can't bring a, like a dumbbell towards the, the treadmill and do intervals of like 200, uh, like a 400 meter run with like little squats or a kettlebell swing. So it started, you start catching some eyes when you're doing stuff at a public gym. Um, I did just recently buy the house I'm in. That's where it, it did come about. Nice. Congrats. Uh, so, yeah. Thank you. So I, I just 
I kind of just went nuts and uh, I got uh, the skier, the echo uh, bike, the rower, a bunch of weights. And a lot of it was kind of uh, people like, hey, you want this? Uh, besides the machines, I, I got all that, but like the weights, mm -hmm. the, uh, people were just giving them to me. That's yeah, not a bad deal, right? Especially when you're talking two and a half, three dollars a pound now for what these weights cost. Oh, it's disgusting. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely insane. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, you're, you're obviously, you know, from looking at your Instagram, you're super committed to what you're doing. Uh, you know, but what is like, what's the greater why behind? behind doing all of this. I know you've, you know, you've mentioned to me, you've had some early life setbacks. Does that have anything to do with, um, why you train the way that you do? Um, maybe you can get into that a little bit for us. Yeah, no, the why was a hard thing. I'm still trying to figure out. Uh, I know things go better when I am working hard on things. What's the quote? The, it's funny, the, the harder I work, the luckier I got. So mm -hmm. I start my day off. I guess unintentionally, just completing a good task. I, I get up at four, uh, I hit some kind of workout. Even if I get up late, I'm still, I have to do something before work. Mm -hmm. um, I don't, I really, the why, I just like to, I get, I got to keep moving. Um, so the setback thing uh, we kind of talked about before uh, was was in uh, regards to having injuries and why the gym was kind of important to me. Mm -hmm. uh, I always got hurt and start from ground one. What can I do? Oh, I'm going to hit the bands and do some rotator cuff surgery or workouts. Boom. I can do that. What else can I do? And then you just progress. And then another injury kind of happened, but the gym was always there for me. You so, know, for, so these injuries, where are they, where are these injuries coming from? Are they coming from the working out or are they coming from, I know you, you have a physical job. Um, you know, where, where did that transpire? Well, the injuries were, uh, my teenager years and early twenties, okay. mm -hmm. I dislocated my shoulder eight times. Uh, I had the surgery twice for a rotator cuff and, uh, had my humerus bone repaired. Um, so all that was from like early lifting like i i think from high school pushing you to lift too hard no 17 year olds should be putting 405 on their back when i weigh 165 like why, why was it doing that so i think i progressively worked out smarter but mm -hmm. uh with the knee injury what can i do uh start walking backwards on a treadmill like way before the knee over toe guy was popular i was always walking backwards on the tre uh, treadmill Mm -hmm. uh, I always did those kind of things and always just tried to progress. And I always like made it a staple of my day. Yeah. That's uh, you know, I feel like a lot of people need that. I, I definitely need that. I mean, my, my best part of my day is when I'm on my bike or when I'm going out for a run or, or picking up heavy things and putting them down. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a good stress release. And, you know, sometimes it's hard though to get that in. I mean, obviously we're, you know, we're, we're grown men. We, we have lives and, and, you know, families and work. Well, uh, I don't know how you do it with kids. I, I just well, that, that, that's another story. That's, that's a podcast in and of itself. <laughs> uh, it's, it's tough, but I, I get it done. Um, so, you know, what, I, I guess, what are you doing to manage a busy schedule? Like what, what is your work schedule? Like, I, I know you said you're getting up at four, but how do you fit all this stuff in? work girlfriend family running races all over the country um what, what's the secret there it's really just being really like on your calendar 
Sundays mm -hmm. or anytime I'm sitting in the sauna, I'm planning the workouts I have ahead. Uh, no real rest days. <laughs> uh, always going hard. Um, yeah, no, it's just you got to be on top of your schedule. Mm -hmm. um, so my, I felt I. I guess another side note, I've always had to deal with a weird kind of schedule. I worked overnights at one point in my life and I always, I went through like biphasic sleeping. So like, I was like to get some energy would work out. Mm -hmm. uh, so what do you do for work? Oh, so right now, well, I assume for the next uh, years of my life, I work, uh, I build and maintain gas lines mm -hmm. for a utility company. And I'm also like a service tech. I work on heat and AC, so I'm kind of a jack of all trades when it comes to gas. Gotcha. So there's not a shortage of work. So I'd imagine you you spend a lot of time like bent over, maybe sometimes in a hole or or something like that. Is did the deadlifts and in the high rocks training and the pushing of the sleds help with all that? I would say the job helped me with the farmer's care. Okay. I always I. <laughs> I always get like number like in the teens. I never I never crack the the single digits, but I get in the teens for the for the farmer carry. No kidding. Yeah. So if, if folks, if you don't know what we're talking about here, High Rocks has a farmer's carry. Um, I, I guess you would call it an obstacle or or a section where you have to run. How was it like two hundred meters or something with a thousand? Meters. Oh, with the with the weight. I think yeah. it's hundred meters with that, right? So something like that. It's been a while since I've done, I've done it, but regardless, it's, it's a long way to have to move quickly holding stuff in your hand. So I'm, I'd imagine you're holding tools and, you know, pipes and God knows what else. Um, so, so the job really prepared you before you even knew that you were going to be in high rocks, you were preparing for it. Right. Yeah. And it was, it's also the, like the 14 hour days on like the minimum is what we do. So 14 hours. Oh yeah. No, we work. It, it's unlimited pretty much you, you get your union mandated breaks or what oh our, our good coffee breaks yeah there you go nice uh yeah so i don't know if you've seen uh i have a blender in my truck uh that i pull out with a generator i saw so, that the other day yeah what, yeah. what were you blending up what's your go-to smoothie recipe it's it's pretty much always the uh, like berries and bananas some peanut butter yogurt and just a couple scoops of uh, scoops of protein that's it, huh? Yeah, yeah. If That's not, awesome. you're just gonna be you're gonna be stopping at the earliest uh, convenience of fast. Well, yeah, you know, talk about that for a second. So I know you you bring a generator or in a in a blender with you to make smoothies while you're at work. But besides the smoothies, how else are you preparing your meals when you're out walk, working 14 hours a day? Um, you know, obviously you're putting in all this hard work, so you don't want to just stop at, at a fast food joint. Um, you know, what are you doing to prepare those meals? Yeah. So on Sunday, uh, I make those meals. It's okay. It's a stack of meals and it's the same thing every day. A couple guys from work call, call me kale and, um, <laughs> Hey, you eating the same dog food today? I mean the same dog food every day. So it's kale. Yeah. What, what else is on the menu? Uh, just chicken, just, just nothing but meats. A lot of, a lot of wraps, a lot of wraps. Yeah, I, gotta keep of the, wraps. I used to do a lot of rice, but you know, hitting the thirties, the carbs are not friendly to you, <laughs> but I was kind of getting into, uh, that's cause you're only running a couple of miles a week. You got, you got to up the, up that well, running a I, little I bit. I keep the, the intensity high. No okay. Miles, right. Yeah. That's fair. So everything's always intense. Like I just can't, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think my most mile week is, I mean, it's not much. It's, yeah. 
It's like twelve uh, to twenty. So- the high, the high intensity. That's still, that's still good enough for for doing high rocks and stuff like that, right? Oh so, yeah. So your your Instagram handle hits different. Is it you know? Is that that high intensity interval training? Is that where yeah, that acronym yeah. is there? Yeah. My roommate would always say, man, when something was good, like he would eat like eat like something good. Man, that hits different. And I'm like, you know what? I gotta go with it. There you go. Hits different. Yeah. I love it. Um, and, uh, you know, it's funny because you say you only run 15, 20 miles a week tops, but you've, and I, so I run a lot more than that and I've never done an ultra marathon, but you've done ultra marathons before. So yeah, yeah. tell me about your, uh, your first ultra marathon. Yeah. I got to blame another one on my brothers. Uh, they Did they know, know they were signing up for this time? No, they, they got me the book. Can't hurt me by David Goggins. Oh yeah. Yep. I've, I've, I've listened so, to it many times. I went, I went on vacation and I went to London to see my friend who uh, was teaching over there. And it's six hours there, six hours back. So I had time to listen to the audio book. Mm-hmm. I get off the plane and you're listening to that book. You're jacked up. Oh, and you're I'm pumped. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, I don't ever get the Wi-Fi service on the planes. So I get off the plane. This first thing I do is look up next 50 mile race in my area. And I'm like, how hard could it be? It's, it's. It was February 27th, I think I landed. The next one in the area was May 2nd. So I go, all right, let's do it. Like, how hard could it be? So I land, I go right to the gym. I'm, I'm hearing that he, he's like, when I get tired of running, I, I hit the bike. So I'm like, yeah, I can do that, cool. So I just started doing that. But I gave my, I, I did like a little cardio session as soon as I got off the plane. But my first real run, this is like embarrassing. I couldn't complete five miles. Mm-hmm. So this is <laughs> weeks before. I think it was a couple, like what? how many weeks is in between that, uh, that I couldn't run five miles. Like I had a whole meal plan. I'm like, I'm going to fuel up because I'm probably going to get 20 miles today. <laughs> nope. Chafed. I, I had no plan. I just figured I could do it. Yeah. Uh, prior to that, just no running really like to before the endurance uh hobby uh i just didn't run just lift and i'm like i could just why not like i I did track in high school but i only ran a 55 meter dash (laughs) but so i start doing this weird program like my long days were saturdays of course so i went i went from five miles to 10 miles and then i went 10 miles to 15 miles uh so then i went to 20 miles then i went to another 20 mile week all spread out and then flat tire hits your your ligaments can't adapt that quickly so i i I got three weeks until the race i can't walk (laughs) no running at all i i was like you know what i can figure it out though i'll I'll sign up for a spartan race so i did a, a beast right before the ultra back to back saturday to saturday i did did the beast Barely finished it. My knee was swollen, couldn't do anything. So I'm like, you know what? I, I I did all this hard work. I could figure it out. I show up game day, 15 minutes late because I was in the bathroom. I was nervous. Uh, the gun goes off while I'm in the Porter John. I'm like, oh man, what am I gonna do? I I got this knee problem, but I I'm just gonna go for it. I blew through. I think I got uh, 20 miles in like three and a half hours uh, in a trail race. Uh, it was North Face um endurance challenge oh, so nice. there's there's three thousand feet of climb like total throughout the whole 
the vent. You're climbing rocks. You're not on the road, and you're going through rivers. So it wasn't a steady run, but I made that. I get the 20 miles, flat tire. Oh, no. Again, I'm like, all right, just walk it off. I reached the checkpoint. Well, after the 20 miles, this is the my one of my uh, like tech teachers told me I should make a, a TED talk about this because uh, I, I listen to like a lot of positivity in the morning and like a lot of motivational. Like every every morning, that's the first thing I I click while I'm walking or I'm driving somewhere. So it all just started clicking. Yeah, baby steps. What can you do? All right, I could put a foot in front of the other. Right. All right. So I walked for nine miles. I'm getting all I'm getting all pissed at myself. I'm at 29 miles. I'm like, you're soft. Why, why are you doing this? There's no there's no service either. I can't listen to anything. I was gonna say you're hearing David Goggins in the back yeah. of your head. <laughs> I'm like, you're soft. I'm like, all right. I'm like, well, can you do? I'm like, well, my chest isn't tired. I'm like, so I dropped down. I literally just did push-ups for no reason. I'm like, I haven't seen anybody in hours. I'm the last one on the course. I'm doing push-ups. I'm 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 not gonna make the next time. I'm gonna have to get. Uh, the next checkpoint, I'm going to have to take the, like the little golf cart home. And I'm like, all right. So, all right, your chest is good. But I'm like, damn, that's a little pump. I'm feeling, <laughs> feeling good. I'm like, you know, what? I might go to the gym after this. I'm like, yeah, let me just go to that checkpoint. I start looking down at my watch. I got nine minutes to go to the checkpoint. And I'm like, you, I'm like, what if you could do this, you know? So I'm like, what can you do? Again, what, what can you do? Do what you can do. I take take 10 steps of jogging can uh, it was an it was excruciating pain my knee wouldn't bend my right knee just wouldn't bend like the knee i had all the surgeries on i had two surgeries on it i wouldn't bend i'm like all right cool i could do 10 steps let me take a break all right what if you could do a 20 just ke- just kept going and by the time i was like let me let me see let me get 50. i hit that 50 and just started booking it I think I ran a nine minute mile to get to the 30 mile checkpoint. And the lady's like, Oh, you're good. You just made it. And she's, she's mashing up a banana and peanut, uh, banana and chips. And I'm like, I don't really like that. Like, why would I want banana and chips mashed up? She's like, trust me, eat it. So I'm, I got like euphoria going. I eat it. I'm like, damn, I'm feeling good. I keep going. So during this, this, uh, running, I, I ran 10 more miles, uh, without stopping so i did 11 miles of just like i haven't haven't been able to jog for hours but then i run 11 miles but as soon as i got out of that checkpoint i just started crying that's one of the like that's not the reason why i love these endurance events but you go through so many emotions you live um lifetime emotions in one event i went through happy depressed like injured i got through it all so i just started crying i'm like that was the pinnacle of my life. I just, everything that kind of went wrong with like injuries, uh, I kind of didn't do well in college one semester. I just kind of kept grinding at it. I'm like, this is the pit of me. me. I, I'm just going to keep going. I didn't finish. <laughs> so I, yeah. I got 41 miles, missed it by five minutes. And I was like, thank God I saw my truck. I'm like, I'm just going to go to that. Didn't get my award, like my medal or anything. I was like, I, I didn't finish. So. No point. Still, though, you did that. Uh, you did forty-one miles. That's with with very very little training. That's unbelievable. It, it, it was not a lot of training, and yeah. was, people think like you have. I did have a great experience of like deep thoughts, or I just you just get in a zone and you 
you just go. And I did a lot of counting. One, two, three, four. Just counting your steps. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's get your mind off it. That's that's wild, man. That's uh, you know, most people, yeah, I mean, you still gotta give yourself a pat on the back, right? Because most people wouldn't even dare to sign their name on the dotted line to to go to a race like that so the fact that you were able to persist and fight through fight through pain and injury and you know thank god you didn't get permanently injured right but you know like like you said you live a lifetime of emotions in in one of these events and uh you know i know that feeling uh I've, i've been in that that cave myself and to to pull yourself out of it is is unreal so i i guess uh you know what we can end it on is you know uh thinking about that feeling uh of of breaking past your your limitations what advice would you give to the regular average joe out there um who may as may have not experienced that type of feeling before um but maybe thinking about getting or, or dipping their toes into endurance yeah i would say it's not that moment it's the moments that prepared you before it it's all the things you've done previous that get you through it yeah you can be in a moment like and get quick motivation but this is your life every day this is my life every day and i'm able to draw back into something to help me get through that i i know what i've accomplished and sometimes i don't even know what i'm capable capable of but i know i know i can pull through that's awesome that's that's awesome nick cool uh i appreciate you being on really really quick can you tell everybody what you have going on do you have some races on the calendar right now that you're prepping for yeah just i got uh, a couple spartans coming up i am uh looking forward to i'm trying to get top five age group i'm having an issue there though okay i got seventh last one uh and and this was the hot take i was telling you about uh i for the 30 year olds they go last on the on the stadiums. I don't know why that is. And mm. I got I was running probably the race of my life. I, I never ran so fast. <laughs> uh, so I get to the spear throw. So that's like three quarters way through, and it's bottled up. It's it's line six seven deep. Um, so I'm looking. I'm like ah, I'm just gonna take the penalty. I'm just gonna do the burpees. Yeah. I did the burpees when I waited online for twenty seconds whatever and which i i probably only missed one spear throw mm. so i i jump over to burpees hit those and then it's a run up the stadium so i missed the the top five by five seconds and i i just i'm a little annoyed that they don't have a little division where people are trying to get <laughs> to the yeah league. i mean that's that's interesting i mean i've never experienced a bottleneck like that at a spartan race before but i guess if anybody at spartans listening hey us us 30 somethings want to be able to qualify for elite so um let's maybe let us go first right or, yeah. or, or at least you know closer to the elites that you know because let's be honest i mean if you're you know, uh, and we're probably in the same category here of trying to get into the elite status in Spartan. Uh, oh, you're already you know, there. You, you got that. that yeah. That you know, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens and how many Spartans I get into this year. But in terms of the speed that you're running, like it really is not that big of a difference, right? So it's not like we're gonna bottleneck if if we go right after the elites. Like we're they're gonna be long gone, right? Yeah, you know and also. I mean? The stadium is where I had my best opportunity to do that. And mm. I'm, I was getting, I was behind the 50 year olds and I was hopping over uh, chairs or, yeah. or stadium oh, yeah. seating yeah, to yeah. get 
front of them and over railings to get out of their path. So a lot of that was just, it, it was frustrating. Yeah, that, that gets a little dicey when you're going in and out of those seats and then like you literally just come into a barrier that you have to hop right over. Yeah. It's wild. Yep. Uh, but no, I love those stadium races. Uh, it may, maybe we'll be able to see each other at one at some point this year. I mean, I have some some different races that I'm doing this year, but I'm hoping to uh, hoping to at least get back to Fenway uh, in November. Yeah, uh, I'm not, not sure if you've done Fenway yet, but I highly recommend it if yeah, you haven't. Fenway. I'm trying to do the Super Bowl of all uh, stadium races. I'm trying to go to Dallas this year. Okay. So, All right. So is that, is that what it is? If you, you can qualify to go to Dallas for like the stadium championships? Yeah, no. Well, I just, that's like the, the, the best stadium there is to do. So I just assume it's massive. It's absolutely yeah. massive. Yeah. So I'm trying to get the top uh, five the uh, before I go. So I'm trying to do Philly first and then we'll see where I land. But either way, I just want to go to that stadium and do it. That's it, man. Well, hey, keep keep me posted on um, when you're going to these events, and, and you know if I'm available, I'd love to come out and uh, share the race course with you, that as we have good, so man. many times in the past. Yeah, um, I love seeing your back. Yeah, <laughs> you never you never know. I might be looking at yours one of these times. You know? <laughs> uh, but Nick, thanks so much for coming on. It was great getting to know you a little bit more. Uh, we have uh, Nick's Instagram handle down there. Hits underscore different underscore. Make sure you check him out. Uh, Nick, thanks so much for being a part of the show today. Okay, man. I appreciate it. I can't wait to see you. Awesome. There you have it, folks. Nick Lovendusky from New Jersey. Uh, man, he's just he's just uh, you know a, a wild man of an athlete. Uh, just going after these these races uh, with minimal training. I love the enthusiasm. Uh, it's always great to see him on the race course. He's putting in a lot of work. So go follow him on Instagram at hits underscore different underscore. And that does it for today's episode of Three Two One Endurance. I'm your host Patrick Wiley, and we'll check you on another episode.